When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're enjoying Unwell, you should also check out World Gone Wrong, the new show from the Unwell team. World Gone Wrong is a cozy chat show hosted by best friends Malik and Jamie, set in a wildly fictional world. Malik and Jamie were roommates when the world ended. Now, separated by half the country, literal acid rain, werewolves, aliens, and more, they start a chat podcast to stay in touch and work through the increasing uncertainty of their new apocalyptic reality. Each week, Jamie and Malik will tackle topics like, Should I change my office hours to accommodate vampire students? What if the body snatcher that took over my ex is nice? When did the kudzu start humming like that? Malik and Jamie are here to help. World Gone Wrong stars Michael Turrentine, who plays Wes in Unwell, and Hilary Williams, who plays Joey. Learn more at audaciousmachinecreative.com and stay tuned for a trailer at the end of the episode. Listen to World Gone Wrong wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Eleanor here. Welcome back. Thanks for your patience during our mid-season break. We are now prepped and ready to release the second half of the season between now and September, and we are so excited to share it with you. But I have a favor to ask you today. We are running a survey of our listeners. This helps us know who you are and how you listen. Sometimes making a podcast feels like shouting into the void, but I know that we're not. We're talking to you, and you're a real person with a life and a perspective, and we want to know who you are. So to fill out the survey, you can go to fableandfolly.com slash survey. We'll also post this on our various social media, so you can find it there. But again, that survey is at fableandfolly.com slash survey. Got that? fableandfolly.com slash survey. And thank you for sharing a little bit about yourself with us. Hello? Finwood House? Lily? Hi, Rudy. Hey, it's Rudy. Is it just you there, or- uh, Mom and Abby are around. What's up? You need one of them? Actually, it's perfect that you're all there. I have a lead on Wes. Mom? Abby? Rudy's on the phone? He says he has a lead on Wes. Lead? What does he mean by lead? Is that Abby? Say hi for me. Rudy says hi. Are we really going- Did I hear you right? It's something about Wes? Say hi to Dot 2. Rudy says hi. Tell him hi back. My mom says hi back. Right, right. Listen to all this famous Western courtesy. Rudy, this is Abby. You said something about a lead on Wes. Get to the point so Lily can tell us about it. It's good to hear their voice. I mean that. Tell them after we're done. Listen, you know that I'm in with the Delphix now. I do. I don't know how I feel about that. I understand, and we should table that conversation for another time. But the good news is that I overheard a few of them talking about some kind of odd occurrence. That's the word they used. An occurrence. 
over by the abandoned tool and die shop. Abandoned what? Tool and die shop? I've been out that way. It's about as far from here as you can get on the other side of town. There's still a sign on the outside that says 134 days with no accidents, and I want to find somebody who can tell me what happened on day 135. What about it? Rudy says he heard about an occurrence out there. They said there was an odd sort of wind in the air, and then they heard somebody crying when they went to check on it. They saw Wes? They saw somebody who, when they described him to me, sounded a lot like Wes. He saw them, took off running, disappeared. What was he wearing? What was he wearing? T-shirt and jeans. T-shirt and jeans. That's it? It's ten degrees out there. Mom, did you forget? I did not forget that he's a ghost, honey. But that doesn't mean I like the idea of him running around in this weather dressed like... But mom, that means it has to be him, right? Exactly. I mean, it's him or somebody else who needs help. Either way, I thought you might want to check it out. We do. Thank you. Are you able to meet us there? Ah, I can't. I'm sorry, I'm a little, well... I see. This is because of your... Kinda. There are expectations, you know? Yeah. You and I are definitely going to talk about this later. Sure, Lily. And Rudy? We could have done this on speaker. Next time, call my cell instead of the landline. Sorry, no! When there's a landline, you gotta call the landline. One of those things you gotta do before you can't anymore, right? (laughs) Whatever. Thanks for the tip. Go get him. And when you find him, tell him I said hello, okay? Okay, Rudy. I will. Rudy said it was nice to hear your voice. Oh. Well, it was nice to almost hear his small, distant buzzing. Ready, Mom? You're not even going to try and stop me? What would even be the point? Good. You're learning. Not even a little bit? I'm your mother. What are you doing letting your ailing mother go out adventuring in ten degree weather? Shut up and get your boots on. Do you need me to bring the... ghost gear? It's already in the car. There might even be room in there for your attitude. Don't worry, it folds up. I don't get it, though. You don't get what? Why Wes would be out by the tool and die shop. Maybe it means something to him. Or meant something. When he was alive. We'll ask him when we find him. Let's talk more rescue! Come on! Thank you for calling Fenwood House, a historic establishment offering comfortable accommodations to wanderers, stargazers, and tourists of all kinds. Dorothy Harper, proprietor. We're sorry to have missed your call, but if you leave your name, number, and the dates you're interested in booking a room, we will return your call as soon as possible. We hope to see you in Mount Absalom very soon. Hi, Wes. I wasn't... I wasn't expecting you. Hello? Dot? 
Yep, figured she'd go. How much time do we have? Here to there is 40 minutes, give or take, and they'll stay a couple of hours before they give up. They're good people. Plenty, then. Nice work. Sure, thanks. Rudy, I know this is hard for you. You want to think of this as a betrayal? It's not a betrayal. It's not even breaking and entering. You live here, and I'm your guest. I guarantee you this is not what Dot meant when she said it was okay for me to bring home a guest once in a while. The Revelator has been inside this house twice now. That I know of. That you know of. The Delphic Order needs to know why, and we need to know how. I told you, Lily invited him in. He's not a vampire. Like vampires are the only ones that has to be true for. In fact, having never encountered a vampire that I know of, I can't outright say it's true for them. He's been barred from entering the town for over a century by a mystical decree that nobody in the Order fully understands. Not even me or Hazel. You think that falls apart because Lily Harper says, Hi, come on in. Why not? That's how it worked at the start, isn't it? He invited you in. It's poetic. Therefore... I'm not going to stand here arguing with you about this. Don't be sour. I mean that I'm not going to stand here arguing with you. If you want to keep arguing, fine, but we're on the clock. I need to examine Fenwood without interruption or things being hidden from me. The Revelator is unique, right? Compared to the rest of the town's ghosts? Sure. So then it's foolish and it's probably dangerous to act like you know all of his rules until you eliminate the possibility... Okay, okay. I take your point. I'll keep an open mind. Thank you. So, where should we start? Do we split up or stick together? Let's stick together. We go room by room and be thorough about it. Look for anything that seems unusual or out of place. Bottom up or top down? You said there's some kind of vanishing door in the basement? Yep. Top down. The stairs to the next floor are that way. Is it always this noisy? I suppose so. I've never been here when it's been here. Oh my god! Oh my god, what the hell? Shutters must have come loose. Yeah, that's gonna drive me nuts. This way. There. That's enough out of you. Is this Dot's room? Sure is. And that's new. What? What's new? And what might your name be? Fitting schedule for Guinevere. Guinevere, is it? Fancy name for a fancy fish. The goldfish. You're talking about the goldfish. Yes. I, I doubt that has anything to do with... Crossword Sudoku Shades of Grey Matter by Dr. Hans Kitzinger. Oh, okay. I get it, Dot. Get what? Feeding the fish. It's a routine. Like a memory exercise. That's an excellent observation, Rudy. What are you doing? You're right. She has to do these activities now to compensate for the memory loss. Stop that. So maybe she keeps like a journal? I said stop that, Chester. You said you wanted to examine the house, not ransack dot sock drawers. If she keeps a journal... Which you don't even know if that's true. If she keeps a journal, then it might give us the clues we need to not have to go over every inch of the house, Rudy. And if we don't find one... Or if we do find one, but it doesn't tell you what you want? Then we try something else. Like taking a drill to the walls. This is Delphic business. We are in this house handling a Delphic matter, and I outrank you by generations. I'm not talking about drilling holes in the wall, but if I say we search, that we search this nightstand, then we will... Stop! Search... Chester! The nightstand! Listen! Will you listen? I know that it's in your nature to follow your own instincts, but we are in crisis right now, and I need you to please listen and do exactly what I say. Fine! All right! You're the boss, Chester. 
you're the boss and the deputy boss and the assistant chief secretary to the deputy boss. Help me pick up all these Dawn Epizel. Keep reminding yourself, Rudy, Dot Harper is not well. She's fine. No, she is not. Right now, we are picking her brain pills up off the floor. I know better than anyone how much courage she has, but Silas knows she's vulnerable. If he just keeps pushing on Fenwood, pushing on Dot... Then he can work his way in further. You understand me? I do. You're afraid. You are gosh darn right, I'm afraid. Before the Order banished him, Silas Lodge wasn't just... It wasn't a few words on which we disagreed. Silas Lodge was dragging men, women, and children out to the witch's altar, and he would... Not my family. Not anyone else. I won't let him. We won't ransack, but we need to look at everything. Could use a little more light. Turn that lamp on. Hmm. Oh, not plugged in. There we go. Huh. What's wrong? Still not... Might be the bulbs burned out. Or the socket? Dot did say the electricals were wired a little funny. What was that? You heard that, didn't you? I did. It was... It sounded like the wall I plugged the... Hold on a second. Mm. I don't think this is an extra closet. Oh my gosh. I knew it. I knew it, I knew it, I knew it, I knew it. A secret passage. Let's not make assumptions. After all, if it doesn't lead anywhere, it's just a secret room. Definitely goes back a bit, though. This is ingenious. You see this? The lamp doesn't turn on because it's the power source for the door, instead of the other way around. Lucky break. I don't know that I would have thought to... We should go in. Right? This might be exactly what we came looking for. Answers. Answers, exactly right. Well, no time like the present. Come on. Do you have a flashlight? We have cell phones. Right, right. Cell phones. Do you know when this house was built? 1899. The Lyle homestead was here, but that burned to the ground. Fenwood was built over the ashes. I've seen houses with passages like this that were part of the Underground Railroad. Man, Absalom's not all that far from the Virginia border, but... 1899, that's a bit later than slavery. Is it colder in here? I think I can see my breath. (sighs) There, look at that. (sighs) Weird. How many steps have we gone? A dozen or so. Weird. We should have hit another wall or door by now, don't you think? Let's head back. Yes. Rudy... Did you close the door behind us? You came in last. I didn't close it. Chester, what are you... I don't see the door. Hot. Why is it so hot all of a sudden? Start walking. The door has to be back there. I don't understand what's happening here. Listen... That's not possible. He's in here now, isn't he? We're still in the walls. Look, 
He's taken the house. We're too late. Keep walking. <sighs> the door should be... They must have come back. Dot? Lily, it's, it's Chester and Rudy. Listen, we can explain. Quiet a second. Don't move. Can you see the doorway? He's coming. Can you see the doorway? Yes. How far? A dozen steps or so. Start moving. Now. Now! What? Wait, this isn't Dot's room. Okay. Okay, where are we? What the hell just happened? Huh. We're in the basement. The basement? Yep. So did we just come out through the door you told me about? I'm not sure. I feel like it was over there last time I saw it. What are you saying? That there are multiple vanishing doors down here? I'm not an expert on anything. I'm telling you what I saw. That's it. We didn't go down any stairs. I didn't even feel an incline, did you? We walked a dozen steps in and a lot more than that back, and we didn't go through the same door somehow. And, and, and what exactly did we hear in there? What was that? I don't have any answers for you. Maybe we just died. I'm sorry? Not ruling anything out. If I'm being honest with myself, it was bound to happen this way as much as any. As many places as I've walked into blind, the close scrapes over just the past five years, might as well have been running around a roulette wheel. And now here we are. Numbers up. Double zeros. I'm guessing that's not the same for you. Sorry about that. I mean, sorry about that if you and I died just now. I don't think I'm dead. Strange thing about this town, though, isn't it? You wouldn't be the first person to die here and not quite realize it. Do you think it was him? Silas? I don't. That felt different than the time I met him. Although he didn't kill me last time I met him, so it's not like I know what it feels like if he does. If we are. I need you to stop saying we're dead. I said if. I said maybe. Stop saying that, too. Look, if we're not dead, then great. If we are dead, it's not the best. But you and I are still conscious talking to each other, figuring out, like you and Hazel said, the greater mysteries? That's a plus. It's funny. I remember my mother used to talk about death like it was a door. She'd tell me that most of the time it was shut and locked tight and you didn't have to worry about it. Every once in a while, though, it might come ajar and you'd have to be careful you didn't trip and fall into it. And some days you might think about picking the locks yourself. Or you might make your own copy of the key. That's the most dangerous, Rudy, she'd say. When you realize you've made a key to that door and you have to convince yourself never to use it. Your mother sounds like she was a poet. Oh, no. She wrote a few things, but those were sketches for herself. She tried a little of everything for a few months. Poetry, pottery, ukulele. Everything except motherhood. She held onto that as long as she could. We're not dead, Rudy. Fine. I mean it. Okay. Stop saying it. I'm agreeing with you. Can we get out of the basement? Which way are the stairs? That way. Are you sure? No. Do you want to go first this time? 
Not particularly, but okay. My grandpa Art warned me about this house once. Is that right? Sort of. I was in the car with him and we passed by and I said, That house looks haunted. Grandpa Art, he chuckled and told me I didn't know the half of it. That was it? That was it. Some warning. He was right, though. After today, I feel like I don't even know 10% of it. Maybe it wasn't Silas in there. But it was somebody, wasn't it? Something? Somebody. The one who blooms? Nothing about that felt like a bloom. No, but bloom isn't just a word for flowers, you know. I don't think I'm ready to follow where your brain is going right now, Rudy. Yeah, not the first time I've heard that. Do you still want to keep looking? No. I think we've learned enough tonight. And maybe we shouldn't push our luck. Right. We should tell Hazel what happened here. What are you going to say? I don't know yet. I'll figure it out on the way over. Let's go. You go. I need to take care of what we did to Dot's room. Do not go back in that passageway, Rudy. Roger, Dodger. Wes? It's Rudy. Was that you? Can you do what that was? I know what it probably looked like to you, Chester being here. It's complicated. Please, trust me. I want what's best for Dot, same as you. Wes, if that was you, I'd like to talk to you about it. What do you say? Fenwood House, a historic establishment offering comfortable accommodations to wanderers, stargazers, and tourists of all kinds. Dorothy Harper, proprietor. We're sorry to have missed your call, but if you leave your name, number, and the dates you're interested in booking a room, we will return your call as soon as possible. We hope to see you in Mount Absalom very soon. Dorothy. Lily. It's Rudy. We should talk. Hi, I'm Yusuf Dahl, and when I was 18, I was convicted of selling drugs. For the past three years, I've had difficulty finding housing because it is legal in the United States to discriminate against individuals that have a past drug distribution conviction on their record for life. It doesn't matter if it was a hard drug like heroin or a drug that's now legal or partially legal in many states across the country like marijuana. The Thurman Amendment was introduced to the Fair Housing Act in 1988 by segregationist Strom Thurman, and it's since been used to deny housing to all people. But because people of color are disproportionately jailed for drug charges, we are affected more. My goal is to overturn this amendment to start an end to housing discrimination that unfairly targets people of color. If you would like to join this movement, please visit ThurmanAmendment.org to learn more. A message from the Fable and Folly Network. 
This episode features Clarissa Cherie Rios as Lily, Marsha Harmon as Dot, Kathleen Hoyle as Abby, Joshua K. Harris as Rudy, Pat King as Chester, Michael Turrentine as Wes, Mark Soloff as Silas, Ellie Maitland as Sebastian Orr as. Written by Bilal Darda. Sound designed by Jeffrey Nils Gardner. Directed by Jeffrey Nils Gardner. Music composed by Stephen Poon. Recording engineer, Mel Bruder. Unwell lead sound designer, Eli Hamada McElveen. Executive producers, Eleanor Hyde and Jeffrey Nils Gardner. By HeartLife NFP. And a special thank you to our supporting producers, Mike Beal, Calico Davis, Steve Diamond, Bill Gardner, J.D. Horn, Nick Keenan, Carolyn Koskasten, Megan McLean, Aurora Natalini, and Caitlin White. HeartLife wishes to acknowledge that the land where we live, work, and tell our stories is occupied land. Unwell takes place in southern Ohio, which is the territory of the Miami people. Unwell is produced in Chicago, Illinois, which is the territory of the Peoria, the Potawatomi, and the Miami peoples. Celery, fresh as a daisy. Celery, green and amazing. Sparkling water, touch of sugar, get your greens and tell your... Are you all right, young man? You seem lost. Hello. I'm not... Lost. Just a wanderer, then? Uh, Sure. I guess. One doesn't tend to see people on these grounds midwinter. Truth be told, outside the celery festival, these grounds don't see much use at all. I take it you've been to our celery festival? I... have. Do I know... A monument to a simpler time. A time when celery was but a gift of the earth. Before they corrupted it. Packaged it in glass. Made industry of what once was blessing. But that's people for you. Nothing you can give them already perfect as is that they won't destroy by making it better. I feel like I know you. (laughs) Better than you realize. We're very alike, young man. What do you mean? Moloch? Abaddon? No need for that. It's a young man's right to ask questions. Then... And it's an older man's right to withhold answers. You have the look of someone on the edge of leaving town. Not the first time I've seen that. I don't even know if that's possible. Possible or no, you ought to consider it. You no longer have a place here now that they know what you are. Even now, they're trying to forget that you were here. That's not true. They told Stella that you had gone to St. Louis. Perhaps they feared what the truth of you would do to her. Stop it. They wouldn't... Why are you telling me this? Settle down now. Some answers are necessary to hear. You were still just a pup when life left you. You never grew to feel the ache in your bones when the rains came in. So perhaps you can't recognize the storm that's approaching right now. It marches towards Mount Absalom with the fury of judgment. And when it arrives, neither living nor dead will be spared. About a half mile that way, you'll find a road that leads out of town. Might be you'll find a new adventure, just right for a young man like yourself... 
might be you vanish as you should have long ago. Whatever your fate may be, it's time that you met it. You don't frighten me. <laughs> I don't need to. I won't let you harm them. I see I'm not the only one here with attendance. This one, truly, everything you know I am, and this is the pebble you'd place in my shoe? I'll deliver no more warnings to you. Leave Mount Absalom. There's nothing left for you here but to suffer. Moloch, Abaddon, come. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hello, hello, I'm Malik. I'm Jamie. And this is World Gone Wrong, where we discuss the unprecedented times we're living through. Can your manager still schedule you for night shifts after that werewolf bit you? My ex-boyfriend was replaced by an alien body snatcher, but I think I like him better now. Who is this dude showing up in everyone's old pictures? My friend says the sewer alligators are reading maps now. When did the kudzu start making that humming sound? We are just your normal millennial roommates processing our feelings about a chaotic world in front of some microphones. World Gone Wrong, a new fiction podcast from Audacious Machine Creative, creators of Unwell, a Midwestern Gothic mystery. Learn more at audaciousmachinecreative.com. Find World Gone Wrong in all the regular places you find podcasts. I love you so much. <laughs> I mean, you could like up the energy a little you bit. You could like, up the energy. I actually don't take notes. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You sounded great. So did you. <laughs>